Hello and welcome to the EdSurge On Air podcast. This is the third episode of a four-part series about why teachers teach, called Teachable Moments. In this series, we'll hear directly from educators who attended the EdSurge Fusion Conference last fall. They share important and sometimes challenging moments in their careers, and ultimately, what brings them joy in teaching. I'm Sydney Johnson, an assistant editor at EdSurge. And I'm Monica Brady-Meyerov, a public radio reporter and the founder of ListenWise, a listening skills-building company that brings great storytelling to the classroom for free. The stories in this episode are about how educators or their students were empowered with technology. We'll hear from four educators who share how technology tools engaged their students and expanded their classrooms. First up is Mimi Kastner, principal at Francis Scott Key Elementary School in San Francisco, California. She tells us the ways her own learning and life experiences have been shaped by technology and how that's influenced her approach to working with students. I came to this country as an immigrant when I was 25, so I was attending the grad school here. So one moment, actually what I would say is I want to connect these things really related to technology, how that's so important to me in my life. And um, I never really grew up with typing, writing, any kind of equipment, so pretty much handwriting. So I learned how to use typewriter when I came, but when I discovered that there's a word processing, that was the defining moment for me to realize how powerful technology is. I did not have to rewrite or retype my essays. And so from that point on, I think I just fell in love with technology, how amazing that is can help people to be efficient also to do a beautiful work. And that makes me feel good. So I actually changed my career pathway. I switched to a whole different major, start becoming a technology teacher. Really want to use that to help the students. So that leads to a story. As I was teaching uh, in a different elementary school, teaching technology to students and using technology to help them learning, one story is really statistic to me is I have a first grade student, a little girl who came to our school in kindergarten, struggled through the whole year, could not read, could not write, and the, the teacher was frustrated and it just really, really hard for this little girl to focus. So one day as we, uh, I was working with her using technology uh, online uh, website about teaching alphabets and practicing, suddenly she turned around and made this loud noise of joy, said, I know how to read! And she was just so excited about it. She was able to listen to the letters, recognizing the letters and making the proper, you know, the, the name, the letters, make the sound of the letters. So we were all so joyful. I think that was another moment for me to realize how we really like, need to look into students' learning, how some of the tools are really there for them. They learn differently. Textbook never worked for her. And um, teacher's direct instruction didn't work for her, but with this little support, she moved to the next stage. So that brings all the way back to now. And as a principal at school side, we have really looked into more and more how to really utilize technology to, to support student learning. We started Design Challenge a couple of years ago. So we, we kind of didn't know what to do, to, what to expect. So I said, okay, we're gonna do this. So we gave the different challenge to the grade level teacher connecting to whatever appropriate. So one day when the first time when we did the design challenge, in the middle we had a fire drill. So the students, of course, went to the yard, and afterwards, you know, the first grade teacher came to me and said, we had a great time. I said, but this is what my students asked me. Can we have extra 10 minutes? 
I said, what do you mean? And she said, the students said, we loved it so much, but the fire drill took 10 minutes away. We want the time back. It was just really moving to me because of what I realized, you know, when we give a student choice to, to learn to explore, they loved it and they really dive into that and really, you know, the, the work they put in and the, the joy they had and the, just the willingness is really important. So that's kind of the moments for me to recognize we're doing the right thing. You know, with technology that changing the unknown, the possibilities that uh, I've learned over the years, it's always a surprise. You know, like every moment I say, oh, that can do that. So it's kind of a pleasant discovery a lot of time, but now we're at the stage we shouldn't just wait for the moment to discover, ready for us to think ahead, you know, to think about the future, how we really avoid these accidental discovery, but more of a, you know, being thoughtful and finding these opportunities to, for that. For me, it's just being more proactive, you know, go out there to study, to learn, to understand. I'm not expert in any, all of these but I can be an expert in, in terms of leading to encourage people to do it, encourage my teachers, just do it. That was Mimi Kastner, principal at Francis Scott Key Elementary School in San Francisco, California. Now we hear from Sam Jordan, the Education Technology Coordinator for the Alaska Department of Education and Early Development. He shares a pivotal moment in his career where students connected virtually with learners from around the world and how they overcame language barriers through technology and what that taught him about student agency and engagement. So as an educator and someone who is charged with looking at how technology can be best used within classrooms, I'm always looking for something that's authentic, right? There's, there are a lot of things out there that are, that are fun and they're, they're interesting, but they don't necessarily bring us to an authentic experience, either as teachers and students interacting or students to students interacting. And so um, I had an experience last year that was, I feel like, like a pinnacle moment for my uh, use of technology in the classroom. Um, I got a chance to to be in a classroom, and we were participating in uh, what's called the Skypeathon. So it's a, a yearly event where teachers from all over the world um, reserve some time to connect through the Skype platform, and either teachers connecting or students connecting. And so in this particular instance, I had bunch of fourth graders and we connected with some elementary age students over in Sri Lanka. So the interesting part about this was the students in Sri Lanka didn't speak English and obviously the students in Juneau, Alaska didn't speak the language in Sri Lanka. And so we had this circumstance where, where students were looking to, to interact, they wanted to know about each other. And so the teachers started kind of facilitate some questions and, and kind of prompt kids to do this. What was amazing to watch is after just a few of the prompts that the teachers were doing on both sides both in Sri Lanka and in our classroom the students sort of took over right they didn't need language they just started sharing and they started to realize oh let's let's just like share what's going on in our classrooms and so all of a sudden I had these students kind of going around the classroom looking for something that they were working on and there was one particular moment that I just loved where the students in, in Juneau had been working on creating dolls with traditional dress from around Alaska. And so they sewed and they glued and they put these really wonderful dolls together. 
And so they wanted to share that. So they did that with, they put them up to the screen and, and share their dolls and, and describe them. And the students on the other side of the screen got really, really excited. Even though they weren't understanding what the words meant, they got really, really excited. They went away for a minute and they came back with their own dolls that they had been developing in their classrooms over in Sri Lanka. And so there was this moment of real celebration on both sides where they realized they were kids halfway across the world from each other doing the same activities and really excited and being able to, to share that moment. The surprising thing for all the adults in the room was, first of all, it was a moment that was driven by students where they decided on their own to do this interaction and it didn't take language at all. What surprised me the most about that experience was that the, the students didn't, they weren't in fear of not having language to connect. They could look at each other, they were smiling, they were sharing, they were gesturing, and that it didn't take having a common language in order for them to connect. And they seemed to realize that really quickly. And I, I don't see that necessarily with adults. And, and so it was just beautiful that, to watch. The kids got it really quick, that to be human and have a human connection can happen in multiple different ways. What I hope that this kind of story and the opportunity that we have with technology now to connect, especially through something like virtual connection, what I, what I hope that people see is that kids really get very quickly the ability to connect in a meaningful way without the formalities of language. Given the opportunity, they, they are very willing to engage with, in a conversation with anyone, even if they don't have a, a common vocabulary or a common language, that they find a way to connect and that they very quickly see the humanity in each other and that they celebrate it, right? They're excited, they're clapping. And when I was in that classroom last year, they really, came away with a sense that we had really connected with some other kids. It wasn't an experience on, just on a screen for them, that they really felt like we connected with those kids and wow, we, we talked to those kids, in quotation marks, we talked to those kids in Sri Lanka. And so I, I think that's, that's a very exciting, very forward-thinking vision for what's, what's possible moving forward with technology when it's used in that kind of meaningful way. That was Sam Jordan, the Education Technology Coordinator for the Alaska Department of Education. Up next is Erica Araguan, an Instructional Technology Specialist for Socorro Independent School District in El Paso, Texas. She describes a time when a teacher she worked with in the district created a new program for first-year English language learners that inspired students to make their own support tools for their peers. My story is that as I support campuses, the most inspiring one has been recently is I reached out to one of my teachers who was on the first year of teaching and he was on a search for a digital tool to help for video creation, something that was very basic. So I pretty much introduced him to this digital resource and his goal for his journalism class was for the students to create some kind of persuasive movie. And it so happened to be um, our first year as a one-to-one -one campus for our eighth grade at this particular school. And so a couple weeks later, I, I reached a teacher, another teacher reached out to me saying that there was a particular student in that class that, you know, reached out to her because the student saw that teacher as a mentor. And the student had came across and said, you know what, I really learned this really neat digital tool. 
but I want to work on this project where it's like meaningful for me and it's purposeful. And what this student did is that based on her experience, this was her second year here in the United States, um, being a newcomer and learning the language, having that much of that support at home, what ended up happening is that she wanted to begin a community. So with her project, what she did is she created a, a growing up program, is what she called. It was an after-school program to service any students who are first-year students or second-year students that are trying to learn the language of English in the classroom because, as they know, um, emotionally it can be um, stressful in the fact of not understanding the content let alone not even understanding what the teacher is asking for or communicating with their colleagues. So these students, they kind of gravitate towards students they relate to. And so this particular student created her own after-school bilingual program. Um, she is actually gets served by, serviced by the ESL program that we have in our district. And so she created a um, form, a flyer, using a uh, publishing desktop application. Um, she sent out her email to, for them to reach out to her. And in, in that turn, she also made a video based on that digital tool that she learned from her teacher that I had shared with. So in, in myself, I feel like I didn't really impact because it was more like of a butterfly effect, you know, a domino effect. So that was really inspiring, inspiring for me because she actually got, got to speak at our district address that is hosted by our superintendent, Dr. Espinosa, and she was able to share her story to the community and to all the teachers that were there present, and it was very quite moving. It felt inspiring because that teacher she referred to as her mentor, I had worked closely with that teacher particularly, and um, she wanted me to meet her. And I had no idea, I didn't get to meet the kids the first time the two was introduced, because this teacher, you know, kind of pretty much, I just showed him the video on how to use it, and he went with it. And in, you know, just becoming more self-involved, you know, a self-learner, and that in turn inspired this little girl, like, I'm gonna go ahead and make, you know, a video so where I can create this program for my fellow classmates. What surprised me was that I think one of my goals as an educator is to make sure our students feel self-regulated and self-disciplined for the skills that are gonna be needed for that 21st century. And I think what's really important is that she took that upon herself, it was her own idea, and the most important thing is that she took ownership. And that's what has inspired me, knowing that that one small, you know, small moment that I spent with that one teacher, it just blossomed into something very powerful. My learning experience was never doubt who your end users are and what the possibilities can be. So I learned from this particular student uh, based on her experiences and her struggles that she herself is an example of lending a hand but at the same time building that community. And that community involved her fellow classmates but not only that, other students and so this program actually is continuing on wherever she goes. So. I'm grateful for that. We just heard from Erica Araguan, an instructional technology specialist for the Socorro Independent School District in El Paso, Texas. And finally, we turn the mic to Melissa Dodd, the Chief Technology Officer for San Francisco Unified School District. She got her start in education and tech while working with schools in Boston and tells us about how her role taught her to be open to the uncertainty that sometimes comes with trying out a new tool or teaching method. Moving into K-12 public education was a phenomenal learning opportunity for me. 
Um, I started my K-12 urban experience actually back in Boston, in Boston Public Schools. I had gotten into the ed tech space and, and how technology could connect people and could enable people to share and bridge um, across countries, actually. And I was struggling with how I could help, how I could have an impact. And so I took a job with Boston Public Schools working in their instructional technology division. And it was eye-opening to work with teachers, and this was back in the early 2000s, who were really just beginning to think about and embrace technology in ways that could support their teaching and learning. And I got to experience that newness with them and all that scariness, that uncertainty, because, you know, that was back in the day, you know, schools were, a net day had just happened, schools were you know, wireless didn't even really exist yet. And we were all just, there was something new here that we were trying to figure out together. So we had a couple of students that we, you know, we'd go and visit schools and we'd talk to kids about how they wanted to learn, what they loved about learning and how they thought technology was going to support their learning. And the best things, there was this little boy and I, he was probably in like third or fourth grade. And you know, when you, the imagination of a child and he just, he had these amazing ways that he thought technology was just going to change the world. And some of them are, you know, came true. Um, and so just to see his, the way that he was able to think about the impact of technology and what it would mean for him and how his eyes just would light up. I think that's where thinking about how technology can really just engage students in their learning in deeper and meaningful ways. I carry that with me every time that I'm in a classroom working with teachers or principals is how do we get that light in every kid's eyes. I think, you know, with technology, it's constantly changing. I mean, we can't keep up with it Who, and that we shouldn't try to but that there's always an opportunity to learn. And if we put ourselves in a vulnerable space and we put ourselves out there and trying something new, it's amazing to see what happens with other adults and with kids. It's okay to not really know exactly what's going to happen or you might have an idea of where you wanna go, but you're not exactly sure how to get there. And if you're open and transparent about that, it's amazing the support and partnerships that you'll get along the way. Um, so just try. That was Melissa Dodd, the Chief Technology Officer for San Francisco Unified School District. This series was made possible thanks to a partnership with ListenWise, an award-winning listening program that brings the most compelling podcasts and NPR stories to middle and high school classrooms. The music you hear in this episode comes from Bandcamp and is by Joachim Karud. Thanks for listening to these teacher stories on Teachable, Teachable Moments. Moments.